The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate available on the next generation 2019 GMC Sierra SLT, AT4, and Denali models to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing go professional grade step up to gmc and current eligible gm owners get 20 percent below msrp on next generation 2019 gmc sierra double cab and sle crew cab models with a traditional tailgate we are professional grade gmc must be a current owner lessee of a 2005 model year or newer gm vehicle for at least 30 days prior to the new vehicle sale offer includes price reduction below msrp and purchase allowance not available with special financing lease and some other offers take retail delivery by 9 30 19 see participating dealer for details Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. This is a special one because it, it one it's happening um, at Frederica. I, we're in the dining room here with some of my favorite people to hang out with. A couple of them I don't get to hang out. With. I get to hang out with Jackson all the time, so it's, it's, but a couple people I don't get to hang out with a lot. Brady Riggs, uh, actually, you've been on the podcast a couple times I recently. Have. It's just I the have. way it works out. So people may not believe that we don't get to hang out a lot, but normally we don't. And Matt Rudy, Golf Digest Instruction Editor, one of my favorite, two of my favorite people to hang out with. And we, we, the reason we're doing this podcast is because seven minutes ago, we were at a round table in the pub here at Frederica, just having a Papa Pilar, and we had just such an engaging conversation. I said, why the hell are we not taping this? So I said, let's walk over here and we're gonna tape this. That's good thinking, Tony. You know, I didn't want to bring it up, but I think it is. So, <laughs> um, what, what do you what do you want to talk about, Matt? Lead us. You're a great leader. <laughs> you you like to stir the pot a little. You get Who, us going. Me? Come yeah. on. Yes, you do. You do. You get it going. No, I, I think the the challenge for any of us, and and whether it it's someone like me who works at a, a content place like Golf Digest or any of the great teachers that are sitting at this table, we're all in the same boat when it comes to um, the ocean of material that's out there mm -hmm. and i think um some some of the some of the the wisest coaches i've been around and the people sitting at the table are in that group understand that that coaching and teaching is as much about giving people the right information as it is counter programming the wrong information that comes in from a variety of different sources whether it's watching a you know someone uh critique a swing on on tv on a, on a you know when when the tour is on tv or you know somebody watching a video on youtube or somebody reading an article in golf digest i think the the best coaches are are helping their players counter program about what they might hear and read and we're in this era when there's an amazing amount of material out there literally anywhere you can find an opinion you can find a video you can find a theory you can find um 
you know, people screaming and yelling about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And all of us at this table are in the same business, which is trying to pair the best, comma, correct, comma, right, comma, applicable information for people wherever they happen to fall on the, you know, on the playing spectrum. You know, whether you're a tour player trying to solve a problem or a 100 shooter trying to play better, um, there's lots and lots of information. How do you figure out what the right information is for you? And um, w what I try to do every day is, is solve that problem for as many people as I can. And I know that's what you guys are doing too. So that's why it's fun to, to get together on weekends like this because we're all kind of in the same boat. It's pretty fun. It's fun for me. One of the, I love the, as you know, Jackson knows this. Like I, I love these weekends. My favorite thing is bringing in people that one I enjoy being around. I don't like. I, I never bring a dickhead in. Like right, I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm well, you not, did once, and you never did it again, right? Right. I mean, right. I'm not gonna do it. Right. I mean, like, uh, so I'm not gonna do that. I like to spend my time. I guess the older I get. I choose to spend my time around people that I like to spend my time around. It's more important. Plus, like Dan Jenkins said, this is I, I like oh, people. I like people. I like people who like me. There you go. <laughs> true, yeah. true. So uh, that might have been the highlight of so far the weekend. Yeah. That Dan Jenkins quote, but um, it it concerns me the way some of the content is. And Brady talked a little bit about. There's so much stuff out there on social media. I'm not, I think a lot of it's great. In fact, I'll, I'll give, I've had him on before. So like the athletic motion golf guys, yes, right? Those are my buddies. I like those guys a lot. I like a lot of their stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't use all of it. And I also think there's this misnomer that like you have to agree with everything somebody says. Like Brady and I are going to teach together <laughs> that's tomorrow. Where, that's where we are in politics, right? Right. If you, if you, you, know, if you disagree with a, a shred of it, you're out. Right. And, and, and like, I remember, like, it's okay to disagree. Like, we're going to teach together in the Bay all day tomorrow. You talk with Jackson all day. 100% know there's going to be people we have difference of opinions about. But, like, that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's normal. You'd expect that. I think the thing that bothers me about the social media thing is that you see this all the time with a teacher that will put up their before picture and then their after picture. Solved problem fixed right that's that is just totally unrealistic and disingenuous i mean it takes yeah you may make something look better in a bay somewhere but now what once once yeah, yeah. one swing and you won't even see where the ball went on that shot it just looked better maybe it was even a i see people do like a slow motion swing and they'll, and you, they'll put it up look at how much better it is yeah but it was a 30 yard shot didn't even count you know, there's a whole amount of time now that has to pass where you do things really well and help that student go through the process of changing something to get it on the golf course and eventually make it count. Like we're set. You know, you know, co you know coaching. Yeah, like that whole piece. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that, not just yeah. changing a look of a club or a knee or something on, on, on a video. But it, it gets lost because everybody's just putting out content just to put it out. So how so do you, they can it's, get it's, likes. A, it's advertising. It's horrible. It's, adver it's, it's advertising. And it's I, actually, it, I think it makes people think that they're not very good, mm -hmm. right? Because if somebody puts something out that, well, here's the before, here's the after, look at how much better this player is, they're fixed. Yeah, I've been working it's on that thing true. for six months right. and I can't yeah, make yeah, it look okay. like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's just totally not true. And that's that it, okay, it, so, it's not, not a good thing. So there's a ton of content out there. What's the best way 
for a golfer to get better using the content? Because I think if you use it, I mean, I don't necessarily know I know the right way, but I think there's got to be a way to use the stuff. Uh, you know, I always use the analogy. I heard this forever ago um, that like all the contents, like going in a drugstore, and if you took one of everything in the shelves on a drugstore, you'd get sick as hell. But if you knew the right shelf to go to and you knew the right thing mm-hmm. to go to, it would help you. Mm. Right. And I think that like golf online content is a little bit like that. Like, like well, if you go in there and you try it, so like, but how, how can people get better using that? What's the right way to do it? I, I, mean, I don't know that I know the answer. To that. I mean, I can tell you, like I, I watched Jackson's today. This Papa Pilar is very good, by the way. <laughs> Mac, Mac for the record is working on a sponsorship with Papa Pilar. I, and I'm very excited. No, but I, I watch, I watch, I watch, Super I, watch agent. I watch Jackson's today work with, um, some young, you know, kids ranging from I don't know, eleven years old to guys who are, you know, about to go play college golf, and what he was doing is exactly what we're all trying to do, which is curate. And it's not a contest to see who knows the most information. Obviously, knowing the right stuff is important, but it's delivering the correct information at the right time for the right student and I'm watching you with these these kids and there's any amount of information at any given time you can give them and um, you could lay seven things on them and all seven things from an objective perspective would be correct but you know a tidal wave of information onto a you know a 15 year old when they're trying to hit a pitch shot is not the right approach and um you know, pulling on a door when it's locked doesn't open the door. Uh, so the, the, what we're after, I know personally when we're trying to produce content for Golf Digest, what we're after is to try to deliver applicable information at the time when the person needs it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the best coaches are the ones that understand that everything, I mean, there, there's a minimal amount of, 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 training and information you need to know giving someone the wrong information is obviously bad but but dumping a bucket of information on someone's head is not the solution it's it's the correct information at the correct time for the correct student and i I watched you do that today and i've tony taught me this it's like don't repeat it then (laughs) it's like what not to say Mm -hmm. it's almost as important as what you do say and I think it's like filtering through that information, like you're saying. Like that's yeah. And I think based on genius. what you just said too, like self-discovery is okay. Yeah. You know, Fail, failing is okay. Kids are okay. Yeah. We were talking. We had the kids. We're doing a pitching thing today, right? And I forget which one of them told me. You know, why? Well, can I just use a sandwich because I'm no good with the cap wedge? It wasn't said, James because he had every shot. No, good. James was <laughs> James dominated today. No, but I said no. Yeah. You know, go go figure out the yeah. cap wedge. Don't, you just can't use the one you're good at. That's the whole idea about getting better is to figure it out. Well, he went out and he figured it out and hit some good shots with a club he wasn't expecting. We're not overdoing it there. We're actually pulling back as much as we can to help them figure it out on their own. And he was surprised at how high his score was with that club. Right. You remember that? Yeah, he did well with that yeah. club. Yeah. And I think, but I think that this is, a, you know, I think as you go along teaching, you learn that it's okay to be quiet. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Um, it takes some self-confidence, though. Like, I look now, 
I mean, I talk way less in lessons now. Um, you watched me with Lucas today. I didn't say a bunch. Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover, right? People might not know. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but, like, I th- and, and, and I think it's hard teaching, and Brady, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It's hard watching a guy not hit it good, and we want to volunteer information. But sometimes they're doing the right thing, they just haven't learned to do it yet, or sometimes they're trying too hard or whatever, and you just got to let them cycle sure. through it and do it, you know? Right. And I we, think that's the art of teaching, though, that, right? We, yeah. ro- we rode today, and yeah. there was a kid out there really struggling. And, and Alejandro. Alejandro yeah, struggled, struggled, but Brady was 100% right, and he can talk about it because I'm not the authority, but there are times when throwing the tip in or, throw, hey, go try this, it's not the time for it. it. Right. And, and the wisdom is saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this kid feel it and see what it, and, and see it for himself because then tomorrow he's receptive to what we're talking about. I mean, that's the, that's the genius of coaching. And it, and it was cool for me because, you know, to be able to see coaches, you know, you, you can see the minds at work there between the coach and the player. That that's a, a lot of fun for me to watch. And I mean, he's, he's in a better position to talk about it than me. I should just shut up and let no, him talk no, about I, it. He, I'm happy better. you noticed that because <laughs> sometimes like, I'm doing something I don't even know I'm doing. You know, you just have done it for a long time. The thing I stepped in on with him today was strategy. Right. Because that's an immediate thing we can talk about, right? There was he, no fixing the mechanical on the golf I course. Could, there's yeah. no way I could deal with what was going on technically. I was not going to fix that. We need to be in, in, on a range and working on it and having, you know, having some trial and error and all that good stuff. But on the golf course, the one thing that he could 100% improve upon today was the fact he had no idea how far the flag right. was on a pitch shot from 45 yards away and when I asked him where he was landing he just was pretty unclear well he had no picture in his head of what was going to work that's a plain thing that's immediately improved by having a conversation about it right but if it's a it's a vi- it's a victory he can have right without we can make that better he can, he can have a takeaway today which was a positive mm-hmm. the things with the swing I, there's nothing i can do about that on the golf course yeah because he's, he's in the middle he's in the middle of things he was, yeah. was going to be a hot mess that's just he, the way it he, is. i mean here along the very same lines these you know like you know how you observe things and you watch so i watched we were getting ready to go and lucas glover what what <laughs> You've got new listeners. Come on, you gotta, you gotta help them out. Two, two. But uh, anyway, so walked up onto the wedge area. Dawson was hitting, had been hitting for 10 minutes, hitting wedges at this flag. And Lucas got, Lucas got his first shot and he goes, Dawson, how far is that flag? Dawson's like, I mean, 50, I think. And Lucas goes, I'd go more towards 60, but I'd like to know. So he shoots it and it's 60. Right, like the differences in in the level of player, though, like uh, a tour player bef- before they hit any shot at something wants to know how far it is. But there should be differences. That's right. good. That's but good. But that's how. But that's how. That's but how that's, you learn. But that's hopefully Dawson took something from that, and I think he did. I mean, I've. I've uh, why get? Why guess when you can know? But this is a controllable, right? So like we. My are- my favorite quote is "Why measure when you can guess?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. There's a guy teaching Alabama there, that there, always says, "Why 
why measure when you can guess? There's, there's a book why title. Why guess when you can measure? There's a book title right why there. Why guess? Why measure when you can guess? I just think that those are things <laughs> that we talk about with college players all the time. Like, take care of your controllables. Golf's hard enough. Mm-hmm. If we can, if you can tell me what the flag is, what the front number is, what the wind is, what the slope is, and we can at least get a number we can agree upon is what it's playing at that point. Now we've done the work before we even make a swing where mistakes are going to happen, obviously, in that scenario. But the fact that Lucas is detail-oriented with a number and the kid going to college golf had no idea, and the kids that I was helping on that last hole talking about strategy, they had no clue. It's not a hard thing to change. You know, it just is like, you know, being a little more disciplined, a little more mature about your game. And, And we can help people score better without changing technique. But sometimes we got to do both. And, and I also, I also think I'm, I'm, I'm strongly in the camp too that learning that kind of stuff. Another way that it helps players is adds a ritual, which is something that you automatically do that occupies your mind, occupies your time, and it it makes you feel like the outcome is less random. So if I if I do these six things, and I can approach my shot where I know I'm as ready as I'm going to be. It, it takes away some of the randomness of yeah. what's happening. And I've done a lot of cool projects over the years. I'm super lucky. And I did, I did some stuff with Dr. Mike Larden, who's Phil Mickelson's mental game mm-hmm. coach. And he, he taught me a lot of things that I had never thought about before. And including the fact that, that if you don't impose something on your mind, your mind, you know, if you're going to let your mind drift, it will, it'll, it'll go to random places. But if you, if you, assign it a task, it will have a task. And when you give young players a task and say, all right, we're gonna figure out the yardage, we're gonna go through our steps, all of a sudden you've preoccupied yourself with a task and you've assigned it something when it's not thinking about how stressful this is and how nerve wracking this is and you know how big the moment is and all the things that people feel as These human. Sweet, as all human, tour as coach human. listeners, Alex Cox just walked through the thing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And, and and I think you can lean on your process when right. it gets tough, and that's there's value to ha- number one having a process because you can you can go back to it. It's familiar. It's familiar, and maybe that familiarity helps you relax. I also think that language, language, language is my business, and it's a very interesting thing. And it's a good the, business. The, the, the challenge that I have is making language accessible to everyone. You know, I got to get to the meat of the bell curve so everyone can kind of get it. But when you spend time with great coaches and you see how they use language and I, and, and to watch you guys work today has been amazing in that respect. You, you see how the use of language changes based on the student mm-hmm. and you see how give a couple examples. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take you guys out of it. So you're not on the spot, but That's okay. I mean, Randy Smith is one of my, yeah. one of my favorites, you know, and, so Randy will coach somebody and use language that gets them to do what he's hoping to get them to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, if you recorded the language independently and said, you know, is this what this guy believes? You'd say, well, it might be wrong. Like he'll say to somebody, I want you to take a backswing and I don't want your arms to get behind your body. Well, everybody's arms go behind their, they do, right? But what he's trying to get them to do is less of whatever it was mm-hmm. they were doing. And he's using the language to influence what they do. And that's, that's the, the, the beauty of 
the coaching relationship. It's but that's where people though that are literal like and you, these yeah. and these online arguers, yeah. right? They're like, can you believe they're telling they, them that? Well, their yeah. people are teaching people not to let their like. Well, like you don't know what the guy was doing before, right? right? I mean. You saw, I'm sure you saw vast differences sure. in the way we communicate of course. with people today. But but the best coaches have have a, a starch to them that's consistent. You know, there, there's there's a there's a thread that's consistent. However, we're all individuals, right? I mean, people are different. I have three daughters, and and the way I communicate with each of my three daughters is extreme is different because they're different people. I use different words. I use a different style. Different tones. And and you can be a you can be the straight up method teacher that we've all heard about. And and I remember going out to do a a story about methods. I wanted to write a piece about method teaching and 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 I went out and saw Ben Doyle. And I watched that guy over two days give the exact same lesson, literally to the word, to an 80-year-old lady to an aspiring tour player, to a coach. And um, I mean, there's a, there's a purity to that, I guess, but um, it doesn't acknowledge the fundamental truth of what we all are, which is we're all different people. We hear things different ways. We process things different mm-hmm. ways. We need, we need to be motivated different ways. We need, um, you know, um, You've, you've got to you've got to shout to some people and you got to whisper to some people mm-hmm. and and I think the 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 best part of my job doing this 20 some years is to is to watch the people who are able to bring together the tech, the technical expertise actually knowing what's going on with the artistry of coaching to be able to communicate those things in different ways wildly different ways to different people you, you, all of you guys work with high-end players, you know, tour players and great amateurs, and and you would be smoking dope if you said to me, the way I talk to this player is the same way I talk to that player. It's just not the way it is. Agree a thousand. I can't even argue with that. What's interesting, you talk about method teachers, is that I think successful teachers are changing the ball light, mm-hmm. and and I'm not trying to pick on method teachers, but a lot of times they're just changing the technique. The look. Correct. So you're coming at it from two different, completely different directions. Like if, if somebody's pragmatic and they're trying to get the player to play better and hit better shots and fix whatever miss is going on, they're dealing with that ball flight and they're dealing with the player's individual characteristics. Yeah, they're, a do- and, they're a doctor. What's, right. what's the illness? Just trying to really yeah. make this thing work better, right? But if a but a method teacher doesn't necessarily care what the ball fight is at that point, they're only concerned with the method that they're doing. So it's two different angles to come at the problem, and that's why, in my opinion, the, the and Tony and I have discussed this in the past that I think Butch is the best teacher of our generation. Sure, and he's gotten the best I mean, results. I mean, how do you argue? I mean, you can't. You know, it's not it's not really even in question. But he would be coming from it. What's going on with the ball? What do we need to do? Not only that, it's in. It's that, yes. And also, it's self-reinforcing. If, if you go work with Butch Harmon and he improves the way your ball flies and he tells you that he, and he, and he, and he validates what you're doing, mm-hmm. and he says, I've seen the best and you're right there with him. By its, that by itself is reinforcing to the, to the yeah. true player. No, that gives him a lot of confidence. It's a huge thing. 
And, and I think the best coaches, whether we're talking about Bill Belichick, you could be talking about football, baseball, golf, doesn't matter. Those, those coaches not only reinforce the mechanical things that have to happen, the leadership things that have to happen, but they touch the feels right. like Butch does and, get, and, gets those, and, get, and they get people to believe. Yeah, that's 100%. Getting people to believe. And, you know, we're sitting here adjacent to Lucas Glover, a guy who's won a U.S. Open. He hits it as good as anybody. I mean, you could, you could, if you can convince Lucas Glover to hit it with a shovel, he's talented enough to hit it with a shovel. What he has to do is believe that what you're telling him is the right way to do it. And the artistry to coaching at this level is getting those people to believe. And um, you can watch a million YouTube videos from random people that you've never heard of. If they can't get, if, if, what you need is the is the authority to get people to believe that what you're telling them is right, and that and that is something that there are only that there are there are, let's just call it, way fewer than tens of thousands of YouTube let, video channels. Let me uh, here's <laughs> people that is, can do that. This is one thing that boggles my mind about the internet, and Brady's gonna laugh at this. Your mind is boggled e- easily, though I have to say. But why would you go spend the time and watch a YouTube or an online lesson, online shit from a guy who's never, ever taught anybody that's any good? Because you can. Because it's out there. Why would you listen to it? And there's a bunch of me. Some of them are ranked pretty high. Like, never have taught anybody. I, I don't get that. That blows my mind. Because they're good on camera. That blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, they have different. And, and, and I just want to say. I mean, you got guys that are self proclaimed gurus. But I, but I want to say. Like, I want to I mean, say. I mean, but, you know it's, but I mean, it's important to say that, that we're talking about no. discrete skills here. And there are people that are fantastic presenters. And that is a skill. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to denigrate that. No, it's probably good. It is a skill. But it's not teaching. It's not teaching. And what I'm trying to say is that in for what I do, the best. You got that. The best, the best are the people that have the skill and they have, they create the belief and they can present 100%. too. Because there are people that are miserable bastards oh. who have great information. Yeah, I've known a couple. And, and. That's a limitation. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. It's a limitation. And if you know what to do and you know how to communicate it, but you're you don't want to communicate, I mean there there are there are a lot of it's like it's like the decathlon in the Olympics. You know, they call it the decathlon because there's all these different things you have to be pretty good at. And um, everyone always asks me who are the best teachers. It's ten. The te- it is. You're right. I took Latin. There are all these three years. You know, people ask me who all these, who all the greatest teachers are. It's like a decathlon. I mean, you you can. There are teachers that have amazing technical knowledge. They know all the data. They know how to read a TrackMan readout. They know how they they know what the underlying data says. But that I mean, that's you know the the that's this part of the bar. There's, there's other parts of the bar too. There are people that are amazing communicators who are essentially teach moonshine. They don't have the right underlying information, but they're amazing at communicating it. That's a limitation. But then there are guys that I try to spend most of my time with, like the people at this table, who have the technical information, they're teaching the right stuff, but they also have the ability to communicate it. 
and they also have the ability to pivot and to and to evaluate and to reassess. You know, th there are all these skills that go with it. It's no different than the person that you would want, you know, treating if you had a tumor, the doctor that you'd want, you know, treating your your medical challenge. You'd want the person that handles all of those things, you know, all of the spectrum of things that you would need. That you, there's more to it than just, hey, that's a tumor. Okay, well, there's bedside manner. There's, you know, hey, is this guy or this woman skilled enough to take the tumor out? There's, there's lots of things that go yeah, with that. No, true. Question for Jackson, since you're, you, you have the good fortune of being here doing these camps all the time with Tony, mm -hmm. right? What, what do you, what do you take away from all the different styles? How do you put that into your own, your own kind of tool? You started drinking wine. <laughs> I did. I bought myself my first bottle of wine for myself this past week. You That's should be embarrassed that you even said that. <laughs> so like, first of all, like, I feel like I've actually accomplished something as a mentor now. The first thing I asked him is if, if it was in a box. I, ha no, I had to ask that. No, real Chianti. I mean, I've rubbed Chianti. off. Whew. That's a good question. If you got changed back from a 10, you failed. No. Okay. All right. It was on sale, though. <laughs> I don't pay him much. I don't pay him much. <laughs> Is that all right? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I think I would have to describe it as I think when I'm watching people, I'm like right away I get connections like that would be great for this person or this would be great for this information would work with this student and I think the best coaches can apply themselves to each student rather than the student apply themselves to the coach right that's, that's deep. profound that's deep so you must be hanging out with you Tony and I think my I've never seen anything deep my favorite thing about golf instruction is like seeing how somebody like somebody just pictures the golf swing right and how they're what they're trying to do and then in an hour or two hours or 30 minutes i had a guy for 30 minutes he, just, he wanted 30 minutes i have to see his swing and really quickly figure out what he's trying to do and what he's envisioning and what I'm seeing behind the scenes and just polish it really quickly. And not revolutionize it, mm -hmm. but just like quickly just be like, all right, this is what you need to do right now. And give him some hope. Correct. Mm -hmm. Hope, that's what we're and selling. give him the belief. That goes back to, what, to Lou Holtz's line, which I think is great. It's a I hate Notre Dame. I went, to, I went to Michigan. Whoa, 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 whoa. I went to Michigan State. So I love Ohio. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm an SC fan. I'm right there with you. I don't like it. I'm just saying Lou Holtz had a great line. He's a genius, too, by the way. He said it, his thing is win. That's his anachronism. That's his thing, win. What is next? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great way to look at teaching. Like, I'm fixing this part first. Let's clean this up if it's a setup thing or a ball position deal or whatever it is and then what's next after that yep. and each player you have to ask yourself that all the time sure if you get too far out in front you're going to screw them up yeah what, what i what i love to hear teachers ask is what are you trying to do <coughs> that's a great i always question. ask that. brady i heard you ask the kids that we drove around nine holes with today all the time and it's the first thing which is what are you trying to do here mm -hmm. and because that so informs what the mindset is and what the intention is. And um, 
when I think about how off you can get, think about how far off the planet you could go <clears throat> if you just assume you watch and you assume what they're doing. Um, the, the, the nuances, I mean, I, I get so much joy day to day, week to week doing this, um, learning the, the nuances of what different coaches see and what they do um, because they're so much more perceptive about those things than I, than, than I would be. And, and I think about my own kids, my three daughters that I have where they're all learning different sports and trying to figure it out. And it gives me a lot of, of optimism that I can find coaches in all the sports they like who are willing to ask those kinds of questions. Like, tell me, tell me what you're trying to do so that then the coach can equate that intention with what, you know, improving the decision-making, improving the process. It's, it's so much fun to watch. And to watch those kids soak up what you were telling them because you, you identified what they were trying to do and then you connected it right away with, okay, let me, let me give you some, 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 you know, let me be the Sherpa and try to <laughs> help right. you, help you, you know, navigate the path that you're trying to, to take. It's the second make it, time make, I've heard sure. Make it a little easier tonight. for you, <laughs> and be, because because if you can if you can help them on the path that they want to take, it's so much more positive and affirmative, and, and, and they're and they're right on it with you instead of trying to like push them super hard into some other path that they don't want to take, and and that's extremely satisfying to watch. And I'm super lucky to be able to watch you guys do it. Well, so we're super, a lot of we're fun. super lucky to have you. I'm, I'm lucky to have you as a friend, plus somebody that doesn't mind coming, hanging out, watching it. Brady, flew a long damn way to come do this. I appreciate it. Hey, as always. Can I say one more thing about you, Tony? I'm going to flatter you for a second. <clears throat> so is this going to make me tear up? It could it could? I watch people teach sometimes, and you um, have different styles of teaching like we were talking mm -hmm. about. And some people are very hands-on, and they're manipulating people because they're trying to get them into their pattern. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Tony, and he looks like he's asleep teaching. And I, I mean that with a compliment because... I don't know how to take that. Let me, let me finish my point. <laughs> the point is... Because I agree with him, <laughs> but for a different reason. <laughs> Sunglasses are on. He's right. But the point is that... You're not, and I think you were talking about silence is not a bad thing. No. You know, and sitting back and letting them kind of work it out and then talking to them a little and not being just all into them all at once, I think is critical. You know, having some patience and, and letting it play out is a big deal. And every time I ever watch you teach, I see that from you. I see that you're not in a hurry. You know, I'm you're not trying to change. Never in a hurry. He's, you're not trying to change every shot all the time in all facets. And I, I think that's that. a huge thing for people, especially people who are learning how to teach sure. and people that are taking lessons. The person shouldn't be all up in you right away, right? You should and, definitely be relaxed and helping them. And I, and I have to say, way. it's in, it's important to 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 end with this too is to say that um, the fundamental part of all this. I mean, these people are coming in from all different parts of the country this weekend, and I don't, I don't know any of these people. I don't know that. I don't know if you love them or hate them or they what. They seem to like you, though. but but my point is that that the the I best have the no dickhead rule, so I like <laughs> them obviously. The, the the artistry that goes that goes into this and is you know I, I'm Brady. I'm watching you in, you interact with these people today, and and 
when it's when it's so evident that you care about what happens when you care about them getting it and you care that, that they get it the um it seems very basic but to be able to communicate that you care about what they do and you care about the fact that they get better um that's that's an amazing thing and you see people respond to that mm-hmm. and and um the the the, the want-to of the student connects with the want-to of the coach. That's a big deal. and um, That's more powerful than any of the information. Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to have the information because if it's wrong and they hit grounders, that sucks. But, but the, the want-to and the care, it's a big deal. And, and you know, to no, see I, I that, and I, and I love watching it. And it's, it's been a lot of fun to hang out with you guys. And... Let's go have some pizza. We got a big day tomorrow. Going to Sal's. Me and you together in the building. It's going to be epic. And tomorrow, we're going to do another podcast tomorrow. And we don't have time now because we got to go to Sal's. But we are going to cover my five favorite rock and roll songs in the next podcast. So listen. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to suck. Just Ooh. get ready. They're going to suck. I'm that, bringing mine in too. Because that heart, soft that's harsh rock. Soft. It's not soft. Oh my God. Maggie Bay is not soft rock. <laughs> Wake up, Maggie. Yeah. If your song, I have to say to if you. your song has had a Muzak version, you failed. It's, it's I over. will. I'm gonna. This, I'm gonna close with this. Okay, here we go. The fact that Rod, although I bought it, did come out with all of his songs done with him and the Philharmonic Orchestra failed. Probably failed. did remove it a little bit down <laughs> the rock list. But anyways, guys, this has been awesome. Um, I live for these weekends. I love them. Love hanging out with you. Brady, love teaching with you. It's a blast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com. To get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. There's one thing if you know about me, if you listen, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to see me, listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers. Uh, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to thank, give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, 
and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors. Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dewsweepersgolf.com, or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper. Sweeper.